0: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is More Than a Word, episode 46. I'm Brad Beal, joined today by guest Mark Lopez. Mark, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Totally, yeah. I'm excited that you're here and, and we're going to be talking about the word design. You're joining via phone call. Um, but first, Mark, could before we jump into that conversation, could you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do to get us going today? Yeah, so I am
1: a animator, designer, director, um, and I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, we, my, my wife um, is a doctor, is a pediatrician, and uh, so she um, practices here in Austin, and um, she did her residency in New York City, where I um, kind of worked at a bunch of studios out there freelancing, and uh learning from kind of the best of the best up there in New York and uh yeah and so that's kind of where i kind of honed my skills and before we moved out to Austin where uh, now we have three kids and my, my family's out in Austin so that's kind of why we moved out back in the, back to Texas um so it's been uh, interesting to see how I can, uh, work remotely to different studios here. Um, I usually work, um, for studios in LA and New York, um, but just work at home. Um, but the past, what was it? Um, starting in October of, um, 17 of 2017, I started working on my own personal um, short film called Segregated by Design and uh, finished 15 months later. (laughs) It was a planned five-month project that lasted 15 months and uh, (laughs) um, submitted to a bunch of festivals and stuff like that and um, premiered in April uh, at the American Documentary Film Festival in Palm Springs, California, which was awesome. Uh, and just a, a just a very different experience for me as a first-time filmmaker. Um, and uh, it's been well-received online more than festivals. Uh, online, it, it's gotten a little bit better reception. So that's been cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of a nutshell about me.
0: Well, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that's kind of the way that I learned about you and and initially got in touch with you is, you know, in reaction to that film, seeing that film myself um, and really being provoked largely by the contents of that film. And it, you know, caused me to go read the book that it was it was kind of running parallel with. But I'm curious, you know, we're talking about this word design. And uh, before I ask any more questions about the film, which is called Segregated by Design, I want to know what does the word design mean to you, Mark?
1: Well, man, Um, well, I come from a Christian worldview, um, and so design to me kind of speaks to me more about what I believe about what God did, Um, and so I kind of believe that uh, we have been designed and by a, by a perfect creator. Uh, and so to me, being able to design um, things on my own, I kind of feel like I'm reflecting what my creator has done for me. So uh, that's kind of what, it boils down to me, why, why I get excited about designing things is, is I get to kind of share in that experience. Um, and it's it's it, I feel like it's a gift that I get to
0: design. Um, yeah. No, that's fascinating. Um, on that front, you know, you've obviously worked with this word in your more, you know, official capacity as a, as a profession, but also in the particular film that we've both referenced now segregated by design. Was there something, I'm really interested how you got involved with that particular project how was that chosen and and that path kind of then followed
1: sure yeah so uh yeah, for listeners that don't know what it's about it's about uh segregate uh residential segregation the history of residential segregation in the united states and kind of the policies and laws that um were created to impose segregation um and uh it's based on a book um, called The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. Um, and one, well, so originally I was going to just take, uh, you know, very little time off to do like a two-minute piece on the history of racism in America. Um, starting from like Native Americans to slavery to um, to even like the 08 like uh, housing crisis that kind of messed up a bunch of, um, underprivileged, um, people that, uh, had to foreclose their homes on bad loans. Um, and so I, I, am not the best writer or anything, but I was really, um, doing my research on that and came across a podcast that Rothstein did for NPR and, um, and, uh, after hearing it, I was like, man, this would make a good animation. And so I reached out to him, um, just via email and I was like, uh, I know you probably don't, probably, you probably receive a lot of emails and stuff, but I'd like to do an email or do an animation about your film or do do an animation about your book. And, uh, the next day he wrote me back and, um, he was like, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. I was like, what? <laughs> um, so, cause nobody, um, writes back. and uh especially when it's like a busy writer that has a busy schedule he's like doing book tours all the time and speaking and uh so he was really nice and wrote me back and he said that his communications director um kind of convinced him to to give me the go ahead um and so with that I just dropped everything and um I had to read his book first (laughs) because I had just listened to his interview um So I read the book really quick, and it was, I mean, it's like, it's just jam-packed with information. Yes, it is. um, (laughs) But the other thing, you know, so what I do, um, motion graphics and that type of animation is more geared towards a younger crowd. Um, It's really fast-paced. It's really kind of for short attention spans, Um, and so my goal... It, from hearing his interview, uh, my favorite subject in high school is APUS history. From hearing his interview, um, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't learn any of this. And so the kids in high school are not learning this. Um, and so my goal was to be able to teach um, in a very quick way this history Um, And so that kind of turned into a a 15-month project um, where I was um, storyboarding and kind of writing a script based on the book, taking from a lot of pieces of the book and also taking from different interviews that I had heard him speak in and trying to boil down this 300-page book into a 17-page that could be easily understood. Um, so that was probably the biggest challenge of all: was trying to boil it down to the main uh, points um, to really hammer home the just just blatant racism happening. That wasn't hidden at the time in like in like the 30s to the 50s. It was not hidden um, from the public that this was going on. But for some whatever reason it's not, it's been forgotten and has been not really taught to our generation. Um, and so, uh, all these, all these, all these policies and laws that are, that were put in place needed to be kind of put out in the open again, I felt like. And so, uh, that's kind of what the film was about. Yeah.
0: It brings up this question for me of, of along this, the lines of this design conversation, right? Like this you're designing this work that's built on top of this really negative design, obviously, that's taken place over time in our country's history. And it's almost you, the, the purpose for you doing it is to bring to light something that seems in a way to almost be designed to be kept out of our, you know, traditional educational curriculum. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, totally. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, there's, very interesting, uh, very interesting uh, maps that you can look up online, but that were done um, probably in the 40s. That were done by the um, FHA and um, some other uh, organization. I forget what it was, but some other organization that created these maps of every metropolitan area in the United States and kind of divided each city into different colors. And the green areas were, like, where you wanted to live, where it was very safe to um, supply a loan if you're a bank. Um, and then the yellow areas, kind of the medium, like, risk area. And then the red was where African-Americans lived. And so we don't want to supply loans there. And these maps were just, I mean, they're kind of beautiful maps. Um, but the red is like this part of the city that you can still see in cities today. Um, the design of the city, that that is the kind of bad part of town. And, um, it was designed that way by the government and, and created um, that way for a reason. Um, and so, yeah, I was trying to use that idea of uh, designing something for bad to, to kind of bring to light this um, this part of our history.
0: What would you say in your mind is kind of the goal with this, this short film? And, and what do you think... You know, 10, 20, 30 years from now when you're looking at this narrative that you're trying to kind of shift with this work where where would you be I guess happy to see things um, shifted towards it in light of your work um, the main goal is to just teach people um,
1: what's happened and um, the, a, a great thing that would happen is it would start a conversation um, and and I think that I've seen that um through through the film's website, um, there's like a, a contact um section. And um people have emailed me and tried to um uh, host screenings throughout the country and they've kind of told me how they've went. And it's really fascinating that people want to hold screenings and have like circle discussions and um and a safe place for people to kind of uh, vent or um, or just learn from each other's experiences. It's been really neat to, to see, even in, like, all-white um, neighborhoods, people wanting to, like, share this with their neighbors and, like, tell them, like, this is not great, that our neighborhood is all white, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so that's been kind of fascinating. And I mean, that, that's really encouraging because that's really the, the first thing that needs to happen is for people to know the history because without knowing the history, nothing can be done. Like, no one's going to, like, try to make change in policy if they don't know the history behind why the neighborhoods are the way they are. Um, and so that was the main reason why I felt like First of all, a, a film would be a good way to to show this information because no one's gonna—I mean, not many people read books, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, especially not very, very dense books. Um, but like, if you can boil down that into 17 minutes of of kind of cool to look at stuff, like more people will be interested in in learning this information. So. Um, I wanted it to be able to um, start discussions and hopefully eventually lead to some policy change. Um, But before that even starts, you need to like, everyone needs to actually just know what happened.
0: (laughs) Sure. No. And and I'm appreciative for your film and and for the book as well, because it definitely has done that uh, and and helped me kind of quantify what the reality of this situation is. Right. And I think that we kind of have this, especially in the education world, we kind of have this understanding that everyone, as they grow up, they learn what slavery was and they learn the transition to Jim Crow. And then it's kind of like, well, after that ended, then it, we, we sometimes get this impression that racism was concluded with the, the passing of Jim Crow. And, and so I'm, I'm curious, like in your own words, why personally do you think it's been so challenging on a, on a, countrywide level to simply acknowledge the fact that it didn't end there and that things like like housing and the policy that surrounded that things that you know we do not learn about in school you know the the history of american housing policy why was that the place where they said nope you know we're not going to continue educating we're going to design our education to not include this massive narrative that does really explain almost Everything in this kind of arena of thought and, and conversation. I find it fascinating and crazy that that's where they decided to leave it all out because that seems like the part that we need to know the most. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think there has been a, um, to our detriment, our, our country wants to view, well, white people in our country want to view um, our country as this ideal place. And, and to a point it, it like the forefathers made this amazing document that um, that changed the world in, in creating rights for people and, and and you know that that wasn't the case before in, in any part of history um, that people from lower class Um, society had the same amount of rights as anyone else. But at the same time, the people that were writing this document were complete hypocrites and owned slaves and were basically killing Native Americans and doing terrible things. But with the idea of this amazing ideal of society, it's just this weird hypocritical Thing that our country started with that we haven't ever gotten over, and um, and there's no reason to think that um, that residential segregation would be any different uh, <laughs> from our beginnings, um, and so yeah, I think like because we want to believe that our country is this ideal of what society should be. we history books had, have a history of leaving things out, um, that we kind of want to selectively forget. (laughs) Um, but I think it's super important that we remember it and not only remember it, but you can't learn from your mistakes or, or, um, change as a person if you don't like know (laughs) your mistakes. (laughs) Um, so yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, it boils down to, so, you know, us wanting to be better than we are, (laughs) um, because we have done great things as a country, but, um, there are plenty of things that we've done wrong that we need to
0: learn from absolutely i definitely agree with that and and it is a very interesting you know thing that i think you and others are doing the best you can and, and an amazing job of trying to push the story the way in the direction that it needs to go and so again i do appreciate that um the last thing i wanted to ask you about today is i's one thing about your film that has struck me um is that every person that I've showed this or passed along your film to have all had a reaction that has been very like, oh, wow, I had no idea. And I can't say that that's true for, for any video that I've ever shared with more than five people in my life. And so that really um, consistent reaction that I and others that I know have shown the film to people have, have over and over again got – is an effect in, in, of your design that I think I would imagine is exactly what you were hoping for in an ideal world. And so I'm curious how, what, what types of things in your storytelling technique did you, do you believe helped make that a reality and make you successful in that yeah. vein? So
1: there's a few things I think that, um, help, uh, One is I got the author to narrate it, and, um, he has a way of being so matter-of-fact the way he talks, and, um, and he speaks with, like, a knowledge that I think if I just hired an actor, like, you can't duplicate, like, speaking with this knowledge that he has, um, And so so it lends itself to credibility, I feel like. So first of all, you got to lead with a way to make it seem like this is true, right? If people don't believe it, then they're just going to turn it off. And it's funny because there are people that don't believe this happened. Still, after watching my film, I've I've seen comments and stuff that are like, this didn't happen. And it's like, okay, (laughs) do some research or something. Don't just say it doesn't happen and then just drop the mic or something. Um, but uh, the second thing is, um, and the, and I think the most important thing is, is there were so many things that piled up um, on African Americans during this time that made it impossible for them to buy into these neighborhoods. Um, and so it was very important for me to have examples of every step of the process um because if I just if, if the film was just about like redlining then you're like okay that kind of sucks like that that happened but there's probably a way they could have gotten over that you know part of it um but then if you see that that is coupled with um you know the violence that is Okayed by the the local cops and um and how segregation impacts uh, wealth um, and how uh, the effects of segregation on people's education and on um, even how it affects white people like it affects white people negatively and um, you know like all these things compound and how, you know, they blew up uh, urban environments to create the highway. Like, I didn't know that. (laughs) But, like, when you see that next to redlining and you see that next to um, the wealth gap, and you you know, you see how it compounds and creates this um, story that is very hard to... Uh, very hard to say I don't I don't think this is a big deal you know Um, when you when you tell the story in its totality um, and not just a piece of it I I think that people are more impacted more strongly
0: because uh, it's a bigger deal than anyone thought you know what I mean well Mark I really appreciate you you know, telling that comprehensive story, continuing to to push and and try to design a, a, a more equitable and more sensible future, um, and and doing that through your amazing, very just interactive and fun film about and not fun topic, but it's it makes it, it you know, it raises the engagement level for sure. So I really appreciate you continuing to do that and and pushing to change that narrative and for coming on the show today and and sharing a little bit about your film, about what you feel about the word design in this uh, multi-pronged kind of way that you interact with that word. So thank you so much. I do really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Appreciate it.